This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, May 19th, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. Marriage is a fundamental right, and since it's a fundamental right, states may not discriminate against some marriages. That's the argument of attorney Ted Olson, former U.S. Solicitor General and current attorney for the plaintiffs in the case of Perry v. Schwarzenegger. We spoke at a Cato Policy Forum yesterday. Why not let federalism be the thing that decides this, that uh, let, let things settle out at the state level? Well, uh, because we have a federal constitution, um, we would not have a constitution today if we hadn't added a Bill of Rights. Um, The people that were involved in the framing of our constitution were concerned that it did not include an enumeration of specific protected rights. So we have a Bill of Rights and now the 14th Amendment, which guarantees due process and equal protection, ensures all of our citizens, no matter what states might do, uh, of equal protection of the laws. If we didn't have that, people couldn't, many states were prohibiting a few years ago marriage between persons of different races. And that was struck down by the Supreme Court. We don't have a long history of gay marriage in the United States. It's not one of those rooted uh, traditional things. Why is this a legitimate uh, 14th Amendment challenge? Well, you said gay marriage. Uh, what We have had a long history of marriage. Uh, since approximately 1888, the Supreme Court of the United States has 14 times said that marriage is a fundamental right. It's a right of liberty. It's a right of privacy. It's a right of association. It's a right of spirituality. When the Supreme Court considered the interracial marriage case, they didn't say it's interracial marriage. They said it was marriage. And then they decided that you couldn't prohibit marriage between a person and another person of a different race. That's what we're asking here. The fundamental right is marriage. It's not interracial marriage. um, It's not same-sex marriage. It's marriage. Suppose it's not a fundamental right. Suppose the Supreme Court overturns all of the many times that it's found marriage to be a fundamental right. Uh, Why isn't there then a rational basis for some states to uh, prohibit uh, some marriages and not others? Well, you... Your question presupposes that the Supreme Court is going to overturn 14 precedents. Well, just enter- and, but we'll just entertain, entertain, entertain that for a moment. Then what is the rational basis for excluding people uh, from marriage of, to someone that they love who happens to be of the same sex? We keep asking our opponents, and the judge in our case kept asking our opponents, what harm would it do? to allow people to marry someone of the same sex. And we kept getting different answers. Uh, It can't be a religious background because we don't allow religion to drive our laws because that's the First Amendment anti-establishment issue. Um, Our opponents, first of all, came up with the idea that it was to protect procreation. And the judge said, well, wait a minute, I married some people that were in their late 80s last week. They weren't intending to procreate. We have never in the United States made procreation or the ability or willingness to procreate a condition to marriage. And in many cases, people marry and don't have any intention of having children. Ultimately, the proponents of Proposition 8 said, well, we don't want to disturb the institution of marriage. That's the way it's always been. And our answer to that was, well, for a long time in this country, it was always the case that people couldn't go to school with someone of the same race. You could have to be forced to drink out of different drinking fountains. Because it's always been that way is not a rational basis. So I've yet to hear anyone articulate to me 
what the rational basis is to exclude a portion of our citizens from a right, whether you call it a fundamental right or not, that other citizens are able to enjoy. Why this case now? Well, when people feel that they've been deprived of their constitutional rights and they go to a, a lawyer and say, please help me so that I can be treated equally under the Constitution, it's just not right for a lawyer to say, gee, I'm going to decide, I'm, I'm going to wait until 10 years from now. You just wait your turn. Martin Luther King addressed this in his letter from a Birmingham jail in which he had, was being importuned by many people who were his allies, saying, you're going too fast. This is not the right time. There's going to be a backlash. And he, res he responded very, very forcefully and persuasively and said, civil rights won't wait. I'm not, we're not going to wait. Civil rights are won in this country or anywhere by constantly battling injustice and inequality. So when these individuals came to us and said, Proposition 8 is unconstitutional, will you help us? We felt, we felt obliged to do so. And now we've had a trial, uh, a 12-day trial, and the judge has decided that after this long trial, uh, rendered a 134-page opinion uh, with findings of fact and conclusions of law striking down Proposition 8. So we think that our judgment with respect to this case has been vindicated. Ted Olson is a former U.S. Solicitor General. He is an attorney for the plaintiffs in the marriage equality case of Perry v. Schwarzenegger. You can watch yesterday's forum at Cato.org.